we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for May 20, 25th, 2015. And uh, next report is entitled, Gay Group Demands Christian Churches Be Shut Down for Opposing Same-Sex Marriage. Freedom for everyone except Christians, of course. And the LGBT activists have gone full fascist since the passage of Indiana's Religious Freedom uh, Restoration Act, or the RFRA. The largest gay group in the western state is demanding that churches who follow the Bible be shut down by the government. Here we have a picture of this devil, Jaron Artery. Um, <clears throat> the chairman of Wyoming Equality posted that stunning Facebook statement to his Facebook page, when um, <clears throat> when Christians reacted with outrage, the cowardly artery deleted it. No apology, just hoping it would go down the memory hole. No such luck, though. And again, this is the whole thing about resisting this wickedness. Not just letting it pass, because if you let it pass, if there's no Christian pushback to this, then that just tells the Illuminati, that tells Satan, okay, well, they're ready for that form of implementation we're just going to go to the next step <clears throat> the folks at conservative colorado got a screenshot of the post before artery deleted it today in a stunning statement jaron artery chairman of wyoming equality argued only equality though for the lesbian gay transsexual bisexual no equality for christians okay that's what we need to it's only equality for them and he argued that churches who do not support same-sex marriage should lose their tax-exempt status uh, he said, um, <clears throat> churches that lobby to have freedoms and rights taken away uh, from anyone should absolutely have their 501c3 status revoked. Talk about tolerance, freedom of speech, and freedom of religion. Disagree with Artery's view on the same-sex marriage and your church will be shut down. And this is what tyranny looks like. And here's an actual screenshot of the post. And it shows him with his gay lover there in their Twitter post. Disgusting. Uh, this should come as no surprise <clears throat> as it reflects the vile militancy of the lgbt movement is known for just as they unleash threats of violence and arson against a tiny pizzeria in indiana when they dared to express a very mild opinion against gay marriage so they want to punish christians who dare to preach well christianity uh, it makes perfect sense that the far left gay group would advocate this as it is how Obama has used the IRS official Lois Lerner to silence conservative groups. But again, I have to say that, listen, they were the ones that signed up with the government to get that 501c3 corporate status. So you give them the right, you, 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 you let them create you, you give them the right the, literally the government the irs is the reason that you exist as a ministry well then you have to play by their rules technically you know it's like these churches want the benefit of subsidies from the government and of tax exempt status and these types of things um but they don't want any of the other baggage that would come along with it and that's ridiculous you know this is why i'm so against it <clears throat> so uh, just as they unleashed threats of violence and arson against a tiny pizzeria in Indiana when they dared to express a very mild opinion against gay marriage, so they want to punish Christians who dare to preach um, Christianity. It makes perfect sense that a far gay left group would advocate this, as this is how the Obama Lois Lerner has done this. Um, but 
notice who he did not mention mosques or islam gays never criticize islam even though it is it is only muslims who are hanging the gays from cranes and throwing them from buildings every single week why again they're all on the same team ultimately and they can identify that you know evil sees evil and it's like hey he's doing satan's work well yeah i know he's killing us but i'm gonna give him a pass let's go after the christians who aren't killing us and um but we don't like the fact that they don't like our morality so you know the, the hypocrisy is just unbelievable get ready with weak knees like indiana government mike pence another republican already backing down you can expect the pink mafia to step up their aggression action against the christians who dare to exercise their first amendment rights <sighs> so now i i give a link here to my teachings on the 501c3 church trap and here's a link and all you have to do is go up to contendingfortruth.com and just key in the word or the the number number sequence 501c3 and you'll you'll see a whole bunch of teachings i've done on that uh next report obama uh to ban parents from having children counseled for n not to be lesbian gay bisexual transgender president obama <clears throat> through a statement posted wednesday night on the white house website by advisor valerie jurette backed legislation that would ban parents from having their children counseled uh, not to be what Jallery, or Jarrett called lesbian, bisexual, gay, and transgender, or queer. Um, so this is banning parents from having their children counseled not to be lesbian, gay, bisexual. It's, it's like a double negative, so it's a little bit confusing there. As part of our dedication to protecting America's youth, this administration supports efforts to ban the use of conversional therapy for minors jurette said in the white and again if it's wicked and if it's evil the obama administration will be firmly behind it representing satan you know as they always do conversion therapy generally generally refers to any practices by mental health providers that seek to change an individual's sexual orientation or gender identity said the statement often this practice is used on minors i'm sure they wouldn't have any problem though with that therapy converting them to lesbian gay bisexual transgender no no that would be encouraged but don't you dare if somebody's identifying as one of those groups biblically try to steer them from that position you know and, and they're gonna just again just criminalize all of this so that they can have the most degenerate evil population possible um often this practice is used on minors who lack the legal authority to make their own medical and mental health decisions we share your concern about its potentially devastating effects on the lives of transgenders as well as gay lesbian bisexual and queer youth devastating why because they might escape the flames of hell and the lake of fire if they were to get converted no that's devastating that's eternal that's forever but no, the devastating effect is steering them from a life of transgender, gay, lesbian, bisexual, or queer, dying at the age of 39 on average, and then burning in hell and then the lake of fire for eternity. That's what they don't want to steer them from. I love to point out the hypocrisy of all of this. The eternal, the eternal consequences, you know, that, that the government just wants you don't even, you know, dare steer them away from from the lake of fire how dare you that is where satan wants them you know 
What kind of animal are you to do such a thing? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, uh, next report. Now we're going to get into the wonderful pushback that we're seeing from the 501c3 corporate churches across America regarding all of these issues. American Baptist College defends their invite to a lesbian speaker and says Christian, Christian American Baptist College Christians American Baptist College defends the invite to lesbian speaker. Oh, sorry. Says Christians make idol of the Bible. Um, this is from Nashville. I'm assuming Tennessee. And it says an American Baptist College is defending its invitation to an openly lesbian United Church of Christ minister um, asserting that Christians are making an idol of the Bible. It's sad that people use religion and idolatry of the Bible, meaning the Bible's now their idol. I mean, what, what a blasphemous statement that is. To demoralize same gender-loving people. Oh, what's this world coming to? Us born-again, Bible-believing remnant Christians should all just be collectively lined up and guillotined. All of us. I think we just need to acknowledge that at this point. For the vile scum and filth we are opposing such wonderful righteousness as this. And, and thanks Satan that we have presidents of, like this president of the American Baptist College, President Forrest Harris, bound for hellfire for eternity, to, to stand up there and make this assertion for Satan. Because what would we do with people out like him? I and mean, what would we do collectively? I think that society as a whole, and particularly the Christian, the lukewarm Laodicean Christian Church of a pseudo Christian Church of America, would fall apart if they didn't have you know the backbone like this, like this wonderful uh, uh, college president has to, to say such things as he's saying. He told this to the Tennessean on Wednesday. The publication then asked. Um, that he clarify his use of the phrase idolatry of the Bible because they want to make sure they really pin him down as much as possible. So he says, when people say the Bible is synonymous with God and the truth, Harris responded, we can't, in other words, that's what idolatry of the Bible is. When people say the Bible is synonymous with God and the truth, <laughs> he said that's what idolatry of the Bible. Yeah, let that sink in. He really did say that. These are quotes right from the uh, Tennessean. So the Bible's not, in his eyes, synonymous with God and the truth. If you feel that way as a born-again Christian, it's your idol. You're wrong. You don't love gender the same gender-loving people. Therefore, you're, you're bad. Harris responded then, we can't be guided and dictated by a first-century worldview. Of course not. And, you know, it... Doesn't it make you feel good that we got guys, devils like this, wolves in sheep's clothing, ministers of Satan, um, posing or, or as, as ministers of righteousness like the Bible says, hirelings that have no true love for the sheep, wolves in sheep's clothing, men of old who are before ordained unto this condemnation. Isn't it comforting we have devils like this at the helm of Bible colleges across America? teaching their liberal cemetery, I mean seminary theologies, 
teaching all their adherents to to uh, basically say the King James Bible is passe archaic. We need to throw it out, and then all of their other liberal garbage they're injecting them with, which will make them trying to make them converts. You know, three times the child of hell that they are. That's the way, really what they're doing. Do you realize the punishment in hell for doing something like this? The Bible says not to even be a stumbling block before your brother. And if, if you're even doing something like eating something or, or drinking something that will cause him to stumble, don't do it in front of him, even though if it's lawful to do. If he's weaker than the faith in you. Well, this is so far beyond that Bible verse. I mean, this is like, throw the Bible out the window, embrace gay marriage, we'll have lesbian speakers... Anything goes, and this is called the American Baptist College. I mean, I don't know how God's held off judging this nation for as long as he has. Baptist, so supposedly supposed to be the, you know, like the, the most hardcore sect of biblical Christianity in America. T traditionally, as far as denominations go. Okay, yeah, now we've got that, these types of people. The college had invited Yvette Flunder, a bishop, at the City of Refuge, United, City of Refuge for Homosexuals, United Church of Christ in Oakland, California, to speak at its Garnet Nabrit Lecture Series next week, which focuses on Christian leadership. She focuses on evil. This theme is ministry in motion, living faith, Doing justice, that's, that's the theme. The United Church of Christ leader is married to her partner, Shirley Miller. Oh, so you're having a lesbian Church of Christ pastor. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, isn't life grand. Now, the thing is, is women preachers, there is no such biblical mandate. Sorry, there is none. The Bible says the pastor, the bishop, the elder, the deacon is to be the husband of one wife. Not the wife of one husband, and it says it in more than one place. There is no biblical mandate for that. You could get mad at me and, and say, well, you're a, a bigoted white racist or whatever. I'm telling you what the Bible says. Take it up with the word of God, because that's what the word of God says. Now, I've done a whole teaching on this. I'm not condemning during the teaching. I'm just trying to be biblical. I'm not against women. I don't think there's hardly anybody up there that tries to scream out more for women's rights than I do, particularly when it pertains to what Muslims and the debauchery they commit against their own women and their own little girls. I can't stand it when I see women that, that happen. So it's not like I don't defend the female race, okay? Um, but I've done a whole teaching entitled What Can Women Do for the Lord? Part 1 and 2. I give you the links here. And then a PDF that goes along with it, Women Preachers, Biblical quali Qualifications of a Pastor and Deacons, and What Women Can Do. So that's the whole thing. It's just straight from the Word of God. Um, I've never had anybody come back to me and refute it because it's just Bible. I mean, it's just what the Bible says. So let's go further here. Uh, Presbyterians approve gay marriage in church constitution. So as you can see so far... Instead of getting pushback against all the wickedness that I've highlighted in the first part of the, the first two parts of the study, no, what we're getting is hand-holding. We're getting, okay, we're going to actually go along with you, government. 
We're going to go along with you, Joe Biden. We're going to go along with, with every wicked agenda out there. We're not either going to say anything about it or condemn it, or we're literally going to promote it within our pulpits or within our seminaries. That's what we're getting from the 501c3 corporate lukewarm church that's getting ready to be spewed out of its mouth from God, according to Revelation 3. That's what we're getting. Okay. So Presbyterians approved gay marriage and church constitution. The Presbyterian Church USA has expanded its, now this was March 18th of this year, has expanded its definition of marriage to include a commitment between two people. What's next? Two dogs? Or a person, or a man and a dog? I mean, again, this is where this is all going to end up. That anything goes. Anything goes. Anything less than the most high-level perversion will be considered discrimination that's where this is all heading hopefully you can see that legalizing of pedophilia legalizing of bestiality legalizing of every wicked evil behavior and then bringing it and embracing it into the church into the lukewarm corporate one world church that's being formed This is recognizing gay marriage as Christian in the church constitution after decades of debate over same-sex relationships. There, there should be no debate about any of this. The Bible's very clear on this subject. Crystal clear. But, you know, we, we want to get our opinions. Liberals, liberals in the church want to get their opinions involved and, and talk about a first century worldview and all, this, all of this other garbage as though morality is not morality in whatever century you live in. Murder's murder in the first century or the century we live in now. Perversion is perversion either in the first century or the century we live in now. It doesn't change. God says, I am God, I am the Lord, I change it not. So his views on morality are laid out in the word of God from the Old Testament to the New Testament and they don't change, Period. Even though we we want to, these devils want to try to put God in a box and say, oh, this isn't, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Their opinion is irrelevant. The redefinition was endorsed last year by the Church General Assembly or the top legislative body, but required approval from the majority of the Louisville, Kentucky-based denominations, 171 regional districts. So please understand, 171 districts had to approve this. So they're all, as far as I'm concerned, collectively guilty of this abomination. The critical 86th yes vote came Tuesday night from the Presbytery of the Palisades in New Jersey. Now, I'm not saying they all voted for it. Obviously, they didn't. But they did have a majority approval to get this through. So many families headed by the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer couples, have been waiting for decades to enter this space for their families within their church communities. Yeah, right. Families that are headed by lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer couples will probably last about six months if, if, they're, if they're very, um, like I said, they got the morality of an alley cat and their fidelity rate is such a joke, it's not even funny. And when you have a lifespan of 39 years old, I seriously doubt you're going to have decades of time to wait for, for you to get into some church so you can go in there and get a little bro-cream religion, a little dabble, do you? And you can go warm a pew and make yourself feel like you're justified before God. Give me a break. But these, these, these couples have been waiting for decades to enter this space created for their families within their church communities. It wasn't created for your families. 
It wasn't. Churches shouldn't have been created for wickedness to dwell. Sorry. But we can't say that now. We, we've got to just accept it. That was said by the Reverend Robin White, a leader of the... This is, seriously, this is the name of this part of the Presbyterians. The more light Presbyterians. It's like Diet Coke. You know, you've got Coke and Diet Coke. This is the more light Presbyterians, which advocates for gay acceptance. Robin resides in the mountains of West Virginia with her spouse, Rhonda. Rhonda and Robin in the mountains of West Virginia. And I, I can't imagine, you know, I mean, obviously I can see why she's um, advocating for this, two lesbians together. So, some of these verses came into my mind as I was reading this. Isaiah 33, no, I'm sorry, Isaiah 66, 3, uh, the, the last part of it says, Yay, this reminds me of this stuff. Because they chose this vote. They, they chose to, to recognize gay marriage in the church constitution. A majority of vote of 171 regional districts. Not just churches districts okay and this is a this is a large large denomination before i say this after all regional bodies finish voting and the top presbyterian leaders officially accept the results the change will take place june 21st the denomination has nearly 1.8 million members and about 10,000 congregations and is now the largest protestant group to authorize gay weddings church-wide so now you're kind of getting an idea of the scope of this, okay? So what does the Bible say? When I read this, these, these verses came into my mind. Isaiah 66, verse 3, um, B, which says, Yea, they have chosen their own ways, and their soul delighteth in their abominations. The Bible also talks about them glorying in their shame. And this is what this whole, the whole theme of this teaching is just, one report after one report, whether it's it's the Muslim pedophilia, whether it is Biden's remarks, whether it's what the government's doing, whether it's what gay groups are doing, whether it's what the lukewarm churches are doing, what are they all doing in common? They're glorying in their shame. Just sickening, disgusting behavior. They have chosen their own ways and their soul delighteth in their abominations. I will also choose their delusions and I will bring their fears upon them because when I called, none did answer. When I spake, they did not hear, but they did evil before mine eyes and chose that in which I delighted not. This is God speaking here. Hear the word of the Lord, ye that tremble at his word, your brethren that hated you, which would be, for example, all of these lukewarm Christians that would hate our guts as Bible-believing Christians born-again Bible-believing Christians, these lukewarm variety that would want, you know, gays and all of this other stuff. Some of these churches are pro-abortion. I mean, anything goes. Hear the word of the Lord, ye that trump my word. Your brethren that hated you, that cast you out for my name's sake. How many, how many listeners do I have that have been either kicked out or had to leave their churches because of, of these types of issues that we discuss on a week-to-week -week basis? Because they're... Their pastor won't take a stinking stand on nothing or won't stand up for obvious black and white morality issues. They won't do it. That cast you out for my name's sake said, 
let the Lord be glorified. And meaning, they cast you out, and it's just like the Bible says, they think they're doing God's service. When, and the Bible says that in the end times, when they that kill you will think they'll be doing God's service. These are the same people that are going to want to come after us. The lukewarm Christians. Why? Because our very presence, just like our very presence to the remnant, to, to the, um, not remnant, the, the, the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender crowd, to the pro-abortion crowd, to the Islam crowd, our very presence as, as remnant born-again Christians, and I don't mean this to say this, that we're better or, or that we're, we're like some kind of whatever. I don't mean that at all. I'm just saying our very presence will convict them of their own sin. And that, and that by itself will want them to kill us. And the Bible clearly predicts that will be the case. And we're getting more and more closer to that. Scriptures are literally coming alive. All of this is confirming what the Bible predicts is going to be happening. So your brethren that hated you, that cast you out for my name's sake, See, they cast you out, even in the, in the secular, they, they, these pastors sit back and say, well, bless God, we had to get rid of that one. He's a bad, bad egg or whatever. See, God's chosen their delusions that they will believe a lie. He's chosen their delusions. Your brethren that hated you, that cast you out for my name's sake, said, let the Lord be glorified. So as they were casting you out, they were saying, hallelujah, let the Lord be glorified. We've done something real righteous. Even though they've done nothing, what they've done is totally satanic and evil and unrighteous. But they're so blind, they're so deluded, they think they're doing it. They think they're doing God's service. As the Bible predicts. I'm tying a lot of Bible verses together here. But he shall appear to your joy. And they shall be ashamed. See, when God appears, he's going to appear to our joy. They will then be ashamed. There's going to come a point that they're going to understand, oh boy, I was going down the wrong road the whole time. I wasn't even saved, most likely. I'm not saying all of them are. I'm just saying that they're, most of them, I believe, are going down the wrong road. They're, they're, they're glorying in their shame. They're, they're literally given over to strong delusion. It's almost like their conscience has been seared with a hot iron, like the Bible talks about. Potentially turned over to a reprobate mind. Not a good position you want to find yourself in. Then the next verse says, A voice of noise from the city, a voice from the temple, a voice of the Lord that rendereth recompense to his enemies. What does that say? That says that these people, these lukewarm people, that think they're doing God's work, that hated you, that cast you out for God's namesake, and said, let the Lord be glorified, they're actually his, God's enemies. And they think they're on really good standing with God. They think, well, we, me and God are, we're tight. You know, we're good. We're good. But a tree is known by its fruit. And if you see somebody like that, and they have no conviction of obvious, obvious sin in their life that they've done wickedness, then there and there's no regret, and there's no, well, the Bible says, "Whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth," meaning he he punishes his own, he chastises his own. And if you be without chastisement, then you are bastards. Well, what is a bastard? An illegitimate son or daughter? I mean, you know. Technically son, but you know, you know what I mean. 
So these people go through life and they seem to be doing okay, like the Rick Warren crowd or the Smiley Joel Osteen crowd. And, and you know, there's no conviction of sin. There's no, man, that's a really, really dangerous place to be. Because if there's no chastisement, you're not God's kid. If you're an open sin and rebellion and in some lukewarm church warming a pew somewhere and there's no, I'm, I'm right where I need to be. Oh boy, that's dangerous. And why is it so? Because you're going to end up in hell. Well, where does the Bible say that? Well, we're going to get into that next. And I'm not saying that because I think I'm better. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. These, these verses apply as much to me as they would anyone else on this planet. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 10 through 12. And with all undeceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. This is when the Antichrist comes to power. This is when that wicked, capital W, is revealed. This is when the Bible says that falling away of the church. There will be a falling away and the wicked will be revealed. Falling away is the apostasy of the church, which is what we're in full swing right now. Evidence all over, just tons of evidence just in this teaching alone. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish... Because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. See, you have to have a love of the truth to truly be saved. You can't just hate truth and come to the light. You can't stay in love darkness, stay in darkness, hate truth, and expect yourself to get saved. They go hand in hand is what I'm trying to say. What is truth? Thy word is truth. The Bible says that. Jesus Christ is truth. Because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. See, salvation hinges on having a love for the truth as well. It's part of that process. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. I guarantee you, these people that voted in for this Presbyterian thing, they thought that they were doing God's service. I bet, oh, look at how liberal we are. Yeah. They thought that in um, Ephesians. Ephesians 5, when they were talking about the man that had taken his, his father's wife to wed. It's very, very similar to that. And that they're glorying in their shame. And they thought that we had done this wonderful, we're really with it thing. God didn't see it that way. God said, cast out that wicked person lest the whole congregation be defiled. I'm paraphrasing here. Turn such a one over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that the soul may be saved in the day of the Lord. That's what, they, that's what God said to do. Paul said to do it. How many times does the church turn anyone over to Satan anymore if they're an open abject sin and they're in the church? I've never heard about one congregation in modern day ever doing it. I'm not saying it's never done. But I'm talking about from a biblical standpoint, when is, that, when is that admonishment ever done anymore? I don't know. I've never seen it done. Well, probably because there's so much sin in the church that <laughs> I bet you a lot of times they just probably feel just clear hypocritical doing it. Or maybe they thought it's not loving or this or that. But I'm telling you, it's part of the word of God. Never you hear. Have you ever heard a, a sermon preached on that? He had taken his father's wife, I think it was his stepmom, and he had married her. 
and the church was glorying in this shame. They thought that we're, the Bible says, don't eat with such a one. Don't have fellowship with them. For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. See, God's sending the strong delusion that they will believe a lie. Why? Because they've chosen their own ways. And because they've done that, now God will choose their delusions. As the Bible says in Isaiah, what I just read. You want to choose your own ways? Fine. God will let you have it your way for a season. Now he's going to choose your delusion. He's going to send you the strong delusion that you will believe the lie. You want it your way? Here. I'm going to give you everything you want. You want, you want to reject God? You want to reject righteousness? You want to reject truth? He'll let you have it your way. God will. He's not going to force you to do the right thing. That they might all be damned. That means go to hell forever and then get cast in a lake of fire at the great right throne judgment. That they might all be damned to believe not the love of the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. When you have a church, which, I mean, is the... 1.8 million members, Presbyterian, this Presbyterian church, 10,000 congregations, largest Protestant group to authorize gay weddings church-wide. If that's not taking pleasure in unrighteousness, I don't know what is, collectively. I mean, if you had those, those denominations that were against it, but then again, you've got all kind of other garbage going on. Not only is all these churches 501c3, but then I'm sure there's a ton of other stuff. See, it's led up to this point. It's just not one thing that's happened. I mean, you let sin enter in and it just takes hold and it takes hold and things you would have never condoned in the past. Now you have no problem with. And it just keeps eroding your morality until you finally give in to this kind of garbage. It's, it's a logical byproduct of that. So last year... Presbyterians allowed ministers to preside at gay weddings if the local church leaders approved in the states where the same-sex unions were legally recognized. See, that was the toehold. That's how Satan got his got the, the camel's head in the tent. Now the camel's in the tent. They've allowed this. They've condoned it. They've, they've, they've made it official for the Presbyterians. But this is where Satan got his toehold. Because last year, Presbyterians allowed ministers to preside at gay weddings if the local church leaders approved in the states where the same-sex unions were legally recognized. The new wording for the church um, book of order extends that authorization to every congregation. So now they all have full approval to perform these uh, gay weddings. Here we have... The next report, apostate pastor Rick Warren, one of the main, at the very spear tip of, of, of bringing the pseudo-Christian 501c3 cor corporate denominations all under the umbrella of the one world church under Antichrist and false prophet, yoking up with the Catholics, Yoking up, getting all the, 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 the lukewarm Christians on the same page, all on that same train track down to that one world religion under Antichrist and false prophet. Here we have him literally, and there's a picture here of him holding hands um, in Congress. They, and they joke about kissing each other. It shows Rick Warren and Elton John, the, the reprobate slime bag um, 
pop star, gay, openly gay, has a gay male lover, they've got adopted kids, live in England, okay, been out of the closet since the 70s or whatever it is, is, and they're here holding hands and just un almost uncontrollably laughing. Laodicean church pastor Rick Warren appeared in Congress with the pipe pop icon and outspoken homosexual Elton John on Wednesday to ask for more money for AIDS research. <laughs> oh, yeah, like they have any interest in ever curing anything like that. They were the ones that created it back in 78 with the uh, hepatitis B vaccine given to the gay male populations in San Francisco, Chicago, New York. And then they also gave that same vaccine over to uh, in the African nations. And that's why the gay male populations have been devastated by AIDS and also the black populations in Africa have been so devastated. Because that's where the vaccines were first administered. They clearly were having such a good time that they started holding hands, as you can see in the photo. Well, I tell you about it, no fear of God. <laughs> what an abomination. After taking their seats at the witness table, the giddy pair laughed and smiled as they held hands, with Warren saying, Amen, and cautioning Elton John that if they kissed, it would be, quote, the kiss heard round the world, end of quote. Let that one sink in. Warren saying amen and cautioning Elton John. Not Elton John cautioning him. No, Warren was cautioning Elton John that if they kissed, it would be the kiss heard around the world. End of quote. That's a real hallmark moment there. Is Rick Warren trying to tell us something here? Is there a coming out moment in his future? That wouldn't surprise me one bit. Hard to say at this point, but it sure looks like it. Such is the state of the professing Christian church in 2015. Weak, powerless, and effeminate. The Bible says in Revelation 3, 14-16, and under the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, and the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I, work, I would thou work cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. That's the future for the 501c3 corporate church of America, for the most part. Rick Warren is the perfect representative of the Church of Laodicea in the last days. Oh, he is. He's like the poster boy for it all. I mean, totally yoked up with the United Nations. Rupert Murdoch is, is goes to his <laughs> one of the most wicked men in all of the um, media. Owns pornography and all kind of stuff. I mean, <sighs> wicked, evil devil. He's a member of his church. No problem. No conviction at all. I mean, you know. I've done a whole study on that. Just came Warren... In the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, I did several studies on him. There's so much evil and perversion associated with that man, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Proverbs 17.15 says, He that justifieth the wicked, and he that condemneth the just, even they both are, abo are abomination to the Lord. Well, that's exactly what 
Rick Warren does when he sits there and holds hands and jokes about kissing Elton John. He is justifying the wicked. And he that condemneth the just, like the gays, and I'm sure Rick Warren, many, many times, a lot of quotes against true Bible-believing Christians, a lot of the people we talked about, even they both are an abomination to the Lord. Jude 3 and 4, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Why? Basically, for there are certain men crept in unawares, like Rick Warren, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Of old. Before they were even born, they were ordained to this condemnation. Well, hold on now. The Bible says the wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. The Bible talks about that the wicked are vessels of wrath fitted, meaning prepared ahead of time for God's destruction. I don't quite understand the, the full concept of that. But the Bible is very clear on it. God has made all things for God have made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. So, um, you know, <laughs> Rick Warren's truly one of these men that crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our Lord God into lasciviousness, into like carnal worldliness, into perversion, essentially, and denying the only Lord God in our Lord Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Rick Warren would never teach anything like that, saying that, you know, any type of uh, strict view, uh, biblical interpretation of salvation, that would be too offensive. He embraces Islam. He's tried to do all kinds of things to, to um, promote what they call Chrislam, the yoking up of Christianity and Islam together. Ken Chrislam, in the keyword search box, he was the main, he was the main guy at the very beginning of that whole wicked movement. And that's expanded through a lot of these lukewarm devil churches thanks in large part to his efforts romans 16 17 and 18 says now i beseech you brethren mark them we're spoke we are supposed to do this mark them it says brethren christians mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned well that's all rick warren ever does is, is teach division is, is teach things contrary to the doctrine of the word of god and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, meaning their own fleshly carnal desires. And by good words and fair speeches, deceive the hearts of the simple. Jeremiah 48.10 said, Cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully. That's Rick Warren. All I mean, all these verses are a perfect description of him. He says that he's a minister of righteousness. He's a minister of Satan by his actions. By their fruit you shall know them. He's doing the work of the Lord, supposedly. He's trying to get put on appearances of doing the work of the Lord. But it's all out of deceit. Jeremiah 7, 28. But thou shalt say unto them, This is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God, nor receiveth correction. Truth is perished and is cut off from their mouth. 
Luke 16, 15, and he said unto them, ye are, ye are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. And Elton John would be one of those guys. And so is Rick Warren, highly esteemed among men. But see, in God's eyes, they're an abomination. Okay, so I just checked, and I'm going to go ahead and stop part three here, and uh, I want to have enough time for the next part. So we will go to part four. And that should be the fourth and final part. So God bless you, and we'll see you in part four.